Elegant Weapon is brought to you by Nemesis Studios. An elegant weapon for a more civilized age. This is a journey into sound. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to An Elegant Weapon, episode 323. My name is Jay, J.M. Clark, Jay the Jedi Ross, a Ross Jedi Jay, and as always, it's so wonderful to have all you beautiful babies back here with me in the L5J studios. Sorry, I have been away for a couple weeks, kids. I have been a very, very busy boy, doing lots of stuff, traveling around. Last time we spoke was Fan Expo Canada, and I hope that you all thoroughly enjoyed our Fan Expo Canada extravaganza 2018 thank you again to all the creators who took their very valuable precious time to make some pod with me you all are why the weapon is kids remember way back episode 300 we had that little dream come true and we were able to welcome our guest mr ralph garman well guess what a couple weeks ago, I headed out to Forest City Comic Con in beautiful London, Ontario, Canada, and I got to make the other part of that dream a reality, the tangible, physical part of that dream, and I got to shake Ralph Garman's hand. In fact, I got to sit beside the man and make some pod with him. Our hero, our generalissimo of the Gami, Mr. Ralph Garman, that's right. So I sat down with Ralph, and I was shaking, and I was nervous. As you all know, I don't get that way too often, but this did it. Two times, that's happened to me. Rob Paulson and Mr. Ralph Garman. Both of them made the knees queasy. But a couple seconds in, that's all it literally took to we were just jabbering. Uh, We've heard about Ralph's career extensively. Anybody out there who listens to Hollywood Babylon or the Ralph Report, we've heard about his time on the radio. We've heard about his history and his origins to lots of parts of his career, including working for Playboy TV, uh, you know, and uh, being host of the Joe Schmo show. Lots of cool stuff. He's gone into detail about his, uh, his film work with Kevin Smith and Seth MacFarlane but oddly the biggest part of his career is the one I think we've heard the least detail about as far as the process and the day-to-day workings of his efforts on Family Guy so that's what I decided to pin down on which led into a nice little conversation about Family Guy voiceover and a few other very very cool things I'd like to thank Forest City Comic Con so much for allowing an elegant weapon to attend as press it was an amazingly good time and thank you again to Ralph Carmen for taking the time to chat with me again on An Elegant Weapon. So that's what I've got for you this episode, kids. I've got some cool other stuff coming up very soon because I just got back from New York City. That's right, New York City Comic Con. i got some very, very cool pod to come uh, from that. Uh, some very cool chats with some uh, local heroes, in fact, through the Toronto area. So uh, that's how we're rolling. Super, super cool stuff coming up. I'm going to be representing Source Point Press 
us very soon next week on October 20th at the Mississauga Comic Expo. You should all be there at the Mississauga Central Library on Burnham Thorpe, right near Square One. There's going to be an insane amount of the hottest, most talented indie creators in the GTA all assembled at this very, very fun event. I cannot wait. It is going to be so much fun. Then a week after that, on October 27th, I will be representing SourcePoint Press up at Gotham Central's Halloween Indie Fest, the first of its kind in the area, and I cannot wait. You all know that Gotham Central is where the party is, and SourcePoint will be at that party. So again, this episode and all the others are brought to you by SourcePoint Press, the finest indie comics in the world. Ladies and gentlemen, check out SourcePointPress.com or your local comic shops. That's right. Lots of fun issues are on the shelves available through Diamond Now. So if you happen to be a comic shop owner listening, get those order codes. Get on there and get those books on your shelves because they're the finest around. SourcePointPress.com. How's that for shilling? Anyways, kids, here's a conversation with my bloody goddamn hero, the one, the only, ladies and gentlemen, Mr. Ralph Garman. Please enjoy. So, kids... Here I sit in an unbelievable situation where I am about to chat with one and only Mr. Ralph Garman. Well, we've chatted before, Jay. What are you so nervous before. about? Well, it's our second conversation, <laughs> and we're working together, for God's sakes. Okay, well, we're both on the same side of the table this time. The weird thing is, when you're a fan, when you're a member of the Garmy, and you've been listening <laughs> to Hollywood Babylon for eight years, and you have a very special, intimate relationship with your fans. Yes. And it's gotten even more hardcore since the Ralph Report. Indeed. Because you've let us even more into your life with your family and your kids and your wife. Yes. And it must be strange that you meet all these people for the first time, but we feel like we know you so well. It's not strange at all. It's kind of like having friends around the world that you just haven't met yet. You know, when people yeah. come up, immediately they're your friend and it's very, uh, it's coming comforting and it's it's lovely to meet people and automatically have sort of such a positive relationship with them you know it's it's yeah. instant friendship just that water you're, or 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 Jack Daniels in my case but, you know. <laughs> you're such a giving guy though I mean just for the fact that you showed up on my podcast out of the blue like that when you I was probably, flattered that you asked what do you not I asked you before you probably get hit up all the time no? I do a lot of people do ask and sadly most of the time just because of scheduling and time commitments and doing my own show I don't have time to say yes to everybody but if I, I do when I can, right. because I know what it's like to be a podcaster, and I know what it's like to try to book guests, and um, and it's it's a full time job trying to find content for your shows. So. When people are kind enough to ask, I always try to accommodate if I can. Well, I'd hoped I'd put in the email how it was it was not just trying to get you, but it was my 300th yeah, it was episode. A special episode. So which it was also very, very, there. very special yeah. for you to do that. And again, I appreciate that. So I thought to myself, what to talk to Ralph about? Because, you know, I have limited time at these shows and stuff. We have heard extensively about most parts of your career, your time at Playboy, your yeah. time on the radio, uh, the Joe Schmo show. You've gone into extensively. The one area, strangely, enough we have not heard tons about is your work on Family Guy. Oh well and, uh, that's, that's probably the biggest part of my career really, which is interesting. About yeah. I've done over 200 episodes of Family Guy. That's insane. Yeah. So basically I, was, I thought I'd ask you about Family Guy and the process and, and how much of your time that takes up. Is it a regular weekly thing? How exactly does the process work? When the show is in production and we're just we've just started again for the next following for the next season uh, I go in every week 
and they load me up with, you know, and my role on the show is sort of utility guy. Oh, yeah. I don't have a recurring character, so I go in and I play various lawyers and doctors and cops. I'm usually, I'm, I call myself the cutaway guy because whenever they say, it's like that time when, and then, you know, Peter does one of those cutaways, I'm usually the guy he's talking to in the cutaway. Um, so I'll go in and they'll give me my stuff for that episode. Sometimes I'll do one, two, three, four sometimes voices in the same episode. Right. Depending on what the, what the writers have dreamed up for us. And I'll go in and I will lay down all my tracks separately. We don't ever record together, sadly. We used to back in the good old days when Seth was still there uh, all the time, when he was still growing the show and he was directing almost every episode. Uh, Seth would sometimes hop in the booth with me and if I was talking to Brian or Peter or Stewie, I would get a chance to work with him back and forth, which was right. a joy because when you get to watch a genius at work, it's always right. fun. But these days, I pretty much just lay down my stuff separately, as everyone does, and then the guys are just masterful editors. They put us all together and then they send it off to get it animated and it comes back. You know, the process takes about, from recording to finish product it's about nine months that much yeah eh? so it's almost a full year lead time before we get a finished season wow of, i didn't uh, realize it family was guy. that much yeah um because i know like a lot of voice actors and rob's talked uh, rob paulson's talked about this a lot it's always fun when you can get in the booth with other people yes. and bounce off each other and that feel the vibe right? absolutely the best uh the most fun you have working as a voice actor. Unfortunately, because of scheduling and budgetary reasons and things like that, that is less and less common these days. Usually, right. you just go in in isolation and just lay your stuff down. Well, a lot of the voice actors I've interviewed, a lot of them have home studios now, and they just record at home. Seth and, does. Seth does yeah. all of his work now I from figured. his home, and yeah, he, just, he just pipes it in via ISDN. But, um, yeah, I'm not at that stage yet. I have, I have a little studio at home, obviously, that I do my podcast in, and I do all my auditions. I record them all at home, and I'm able right. to send those off. But in terms of the actual recording quality that you need for that level, I'm, I don't have my uh, stuff set up right. at home just for that. Yeah. It feels like the last two, three seasons, your presence has actually really increased. Like, I was watching, uh, I think, season 15 there, and you were all over it, like it, I hadn't it, heard before. It varies. You know, obviously, the casting people are very... Uh, smart at giving the right actors the right kind of roles. So, you know, I, I specifically, I, I, Seth loves it when I yell for some reason. So if there's an angry character, <laughs> he always puts me as that guy. But, um, yeah, I mean, it varies. Some seasons I'm real heavy. Some seasons I'm light. This upcoming season, the new one that's going about, just about to air, I got a lot of really good stuff in there. That's great. Including a special character. I can't tell you who he is, okay? <laughs> Unbelievable. The, ba the most popular president ever in the history of the United States of America. That's all I'm going to say. I won't say what his name is, but he's really, really huge, okay? <laughs> I was going to ask about impressions on the show, because there are so many celebrity impressions on the show. A lot of them, and this I mean this in no disrespect to the rest of the cast, all because right. they're all wonderful. Yes. But often, I'll hear an impression that I know you do a little better than the person maybe on the show. For instance, like Ernie, like Arnold Schwarzenegger. Yes. It's, I can often tell it's not you. And right. you do one of the finest Arnolds in the world. You're very kind. So yes. how does that work? I am not in a position to to complain, you know? Yeah, right, right. Because right. usually Seth likes to do a lot of the voices. Oh, okay. Right. And obviously he is the uh, top of the totem pole. And so 
look, I'm happy to be part of one of the best shows on television, animated mm-hmm. or otherwise. Right. So I show up, I do what they tell me to do, I keep right. my mouth shut, and I and I thank them on the way out. So yeah, look, I, I get that. I hear that sometimes. I'll watch an episode, because it's funny, I usually just get my lines to an episode. I won't see the full script. So sometimes I'll watch an episode that I know I'm in, but I, I haven't seen or heard the rest of it. So it's new to me as well. Right. And I'll see a, a bit or thing. I was like, damn it, they should have asked me to do that. I would have crushed that moment. But um, but I'm just I'm just happy and lucky to have been in it for 15 years now. That's uh, crazy. Over 200 episodes. Yeah. It's amazing. Yeah. It is a brilliant show. And I even when it's it so went fun. through its troubles in the beginning and, you know, coming back and going. and That's when I started after the first... Uh, cancellation when Fox brought it back that's the first season I started their first year back yeah that's that's great you do brilliant work on the show thank you it's a blast to do um uh, Ralph Report yes rolling along incredibly you just did your first live show which was super fun it It went over well it was such a huge success on so many levels uh, both personally and professionally and the crowd loved it and was sold out it really could not have been better the only problem is now everyone is clamoring for more live shows to do which is right. it's a very different animal I mean Babylon Hollywood Babylon that I do with Kevin Smith that was always meant to do live the Ralph Report is not a live show per se so it takes a lot more to kind of get it up and on its feet like that plus we had Steve Ashton who lives in England so nice that he came he was man. great that he so was there funny. for that so funny yeah. so it was nice we had all the players in the same room at the same time, but we will do more live shows for sure, yeah. Because I'll admit, I had not heard of Mike Pence. Uh, sorry, or Eddie Pence. Eddie Pence, sorry. Yes. That's probably getting screwed the up all the time, right? the vice host. Yeah, yeah, sorry. That's why I made Eddie. that joke initially when Eddie. we came on, because yeah. I was like, well, we can't ignore the fact that he has yeah. the same last name as the vice president, right? In this case, Eddie, I was wrong, <laughs> so I apologize. But I'll admit, I was not familiar with uh, with uh, Eddie. Yeah. And I was like, I don't know. I mean, I'm a big Ralph guy. I could listen to you talk alone to yourself Thank happily you. for you. for hours. So I was like, this is a new dynamic. But it is. Oh, it's turned out wonderfully. Yeah. He's an amazing addition to the show. Eddie's great because he is the perfect sidekick. You know, he he's great to bounce off of. He's very funny in his own right. But he's just so damn quirky and weird that it's just, he just adds a whole other flavor to the show, and people are really enjoying him, which is nice. Absolutely, um, Ra- Rob Paulson. Yes. So as we talked my on, my, on my 300th episode, I have been bugging you guys for about five, six years. Hashtag Garmy on Talking Tunes. Yes. Just because you guys are my two top podcasting heroes, influences, whatever. And I was like, a conversation between these two would be one of the greatest things I'd ever heard. So I'm bugging you for years. And then this pops up that unfortunately Rob couldn't make the show today, but no, you we two were, so were going to come. we were so looking forward to hanging out together. And, uh, we really have become such close friends. And that's y- so cool. you that's so are cool. absolutely uh, a big part of how we, we met because you were very um, oh. present on Twitter <laughs> and encouraging us to get together. And I was always such a huge fan of Paul's, and I just assumed that he was way out of my league, first of all, to get as a guest or to be on his show. And I just I didn't know he even knew I existed, but it turns out he used to listen to me on the radio. He was a fan of what I did locally in Los Angeles when I did the morning show. So um, much to your credit, having having brought that up so often oh. to me and to Rob, 
I asked him to be a guest on my new show, The, the Ralph Report, and he said yes, and we had a blast. Then he asked me to do his show, Talking Tunes, which is uh, which just dropped this week. Uh, I'm on his show, so now we're like we're like buddies. I knew it because I've listened to Talking Tunes for years, and I you know you get to know someone on their show, and I knew he's he's a humble guy, he's such a nice guy, but he's also such a huge fan of his own craft and industry yes. and everyone involved. I knew there was no way he wouldn't want to talk to you or knew who you were, He's right? very, very Because I told him at Motor City how you had said the same thing on my show, that, you know, you're, he's probably, you're not quite accomplished enough or whatever, and he was just like, pshaw. Well, he is a legend, <laughs> obviously, and has done so much, and I've done a lot of voiceover, but mostly for just one show. I've done a few other things here and there. Um, so I just feared he would be better spent, his time would be better spent talking to someone no, who's no, busier was than cool. I am. But I have we, yet we to hear his side yet, but your side was... It was amazing. And if yeah. I can pimp his show, Talking Tunes, on the Nerdist uh, Network, if you get a chance to watch it, please do stay through the very end because he and I do a scene from Indiana Jones and the Last Crusade. Um, I play... Uh, which one am I? I'm Indiana Jones as Arnold Schwarzenegger, and he plays my dad, the Sean Connery character, as old Western actor Pat Buttram. <laughs> and it is, we had such a blast doing it. I think it turned out really funny. Oh, that's amazing. Pat Buttram was fun, because uh, I was a big fan of Robin Hood, the Disney Robin Hood. Oh, when I was, that right, was my yeah. favorite Disney growing up. He was the Sheriff of Nottingham. That's right. He was also in Fox and the Hound for uh, Disney, Pat Buttram. Uh, yeah, he was. He played the old yeah. hound dog. And in fact, when they did the sequel, Rob Paulson came in and did that voice. I did not did know the that. Kid to play the character, yeah. Wow, a little trivia. Very a little Rob cool. Paulson trivia. Well, I know a lot because you know the industry, you know the history. I do, yes. You're, I'm you, a fan. You know, uh, one of my favorite talking tunes ever was June Foray. And I've heard you mention what a fan you are. Nobody bigger or better. And that was an incredible time. On the Mount Rushmore of voiceover actors, it's Mel, Blank, of course, and June. At least, you know, those two uh, are the king and queen. you got to throw Welker on that. Yeah, Welker for eh? sure. Jeez, who else would you put up there? If you had to pick a fourth... Mm, it's hard. Billy West, maybe? Billy West, that's uh, that's a good... But the, you're right, there are so yeah, many. I don't and, know who you put in that fourth and, slot. And but. it's cool the way you guys were talking, too, about how much attention has come to the industry, especially since stuff like uh, DiMaggio's uh, you know, or I Know That I Voice know that film. Voice, yeah. And they're getting recognized, finally, for their talents and becoming, you know, famous in their own rights. People actually the know their faces. About the internet is that you can look up stuff of people that you like and find out who did what, and, and, and you can appreciate character actors and voiceover actors and people who didn't necessarily get a lot of attention are now uh, getting a whole subculture of fandom, which I think is great. You know? It's wonderful. Um, Ralph, I'm going to wrap this up. All right. Only, only for the reason that, like I've said before, I could spend six hours sitting here recording with you. Well, and luckily, I love talking about myself. So it all works <laughs> it's out. good. Well, I, I, I said to myself, because I was waiting when we spoke on Skype, you know, I was sitting in front of my laptop for like 15 minutes before, leg was shaking, <laughs> trying to stay calm and like, don't fanboy out. And I know I did a little. I hope I didn't go too Jay, you overboard. Were charming. It was lovely. But, uh, but I've tried to pull myself together for this. And I really appreciate not only sitting here chatting with you now, but getting to meet you. And of course, the obligatory thank you for everything, Ralph. You really come into our lives and you lend support, you lend entertainment, uh, friendship. Like it. A day without hearing your voice for me is a bummer day. Wow. Like every morning I get my Ralph report and I'm like right on. The day just got better. 
That is so incredibly nice of you. <laughs> I can't believe you come in here and you say all these nice things to me. <laughs> really, you're making my head hit even bigger than my biceps, which are incredibly large. <laughs> Do you have anything you want to pimp or push out there that's coming up soon or anything? Just, uh, folks, if you're not familiar, I'd love you to go to patreon.com, P-A-T-R-E-O-N.com slash the Ralph Report and give a listen to the uh, daily morning show that I do there five days a week. Uh, we're pretty proud of it, so come on. Uh, you should be. It's a, it's a, it's an amazing thing to have in our lives. I mean, one day a week. You know, if I didn't get my Babylon, if it was an off week where you guys didn't record, seriously, like the whole week, because it's Monday morning. Right. Right. You need that. Yeah. And that's what Pepsi. You know, I hear my Bob Babylon Monday morning. I'm good for the week. And right. When it's not there, it's sad. <laughs> you know, now you got and the we understand five days a week exactly. Yeah. So it's an amazing thing. So again, hopefully, uh, I'm always going to hope that I get to talk to you again in the future, Ralph. And thank Happy you to. so much for everything. Thank sir. you, Jay.